Our letter for today is T, and our Agile word for today is time boxed. So time boxing is kind of like it sounds, putting time in a box. Basically, defining a very discrete block of time to complete an activity. In Agile, our goal is to time box our work into small discrete components. We call them either iterations or sprints. And the goal of the time box is to take a big problem, break it down into smaller components, deliver those incrementally, and get feedback at the end of each one of those time box. Now, the typical time box can range anywhere from one to four weeks. And this is highly recommended. Now, in my real world experience, the average and by and large, the majority of people use two week sprints. Now, some go as far as three or four. And I have worked on projects as small as one week. But that's what I want to share with you on this episode is the pros and cons of each one of those. Now, here's a clear example where people hear and identify a certain ceremony with Agile, but not necessarily understanding its intent or purpose or its origin. So they follow the lead without necessarily the same justification of its original intent. So ultimately, the reason why in Agile we want to do small sprints is to, by and large, avoid interruptions. So we look to the product owner to decide what's the top priorities for the next two weeks. So let's say that that planning process starts on a Friday. And once everyone locks down and agrees to it, basically, The team is not to be interrupted with new work, not even exploratory work, because this comes up quite often where someone just wants you to look into something for them or a new story comes up and they want you to uh, do enough rough out the estimate, which takes research. All of those are distractions. So unless the sprint has time allocated for things like grooming, The only thing that is done during the sprint is those things agreed to at the release and the sprint planning. Now, if the product owner prioritizes their type items on a Friday and the team starts working on it on a Monday, let's say by Wednesday they discover something else that they really need. Now, the goal is as much as possible to get them to defer to the end of the sprint. So an additional 10 days or so, if we're now on day on Wednesday when the new request comes up. So can they wait another seven or eight days until the end of the sprint? And so that's successful in the eyes of Agile because what we did is not disturb the work in progress, not disturb the high priority items that were determined just that past Friday. We're able to complete those as planned and then give this new item the due attention 
and the due diligence to research, determine the level of effort, do any other type of coordination, and then make it the top priority and the new sprint versus being rushed in. And this often happens in the traditional way that we approach software development, especially waterfall, because releases were often months, many months away before they were going to be released. So when that emergency came up on Wednesday and we're looking at the next release not being for three, four, five, six months, of course, the product owner made enough noise that the team had to find a way to interrupt whatever they were doing to put that fix in. But here's the issue. In the course of six months between releases, there's a lot of little emergencies that come up. So before you know it, everything's a little emergency. Everything's being interrupted. So you get to the six months mark and half of the stuff that you thought was going to be released got pushed out. This led to another frustration with product owners. So the small sprint is so we can protect that time and not have emergency interruptions. If there are emergency interruptions, we welcome and we embrace change, but to the point that it will be scheduled and at the top of the list, should the product owner desire, at the following sprint. Now, Agile also ambitiously, it was the intention to deliver with every sprint. Now that can get to be a lot, especially if we're talking about every two weeks or every four weeks. But I dare say, you might be surprised. There are some major installations that push out releases every week or every two weeks. Hey, take your phone, for example. Sometimes you may know about it and sometimes you don't. But someone is pushing a release to your phone multiple times across the course of a month. Now, so that said, one-week sprints can be very stressful on a team. So that means that you're doing your planning. You're trying to keep up with your grooming. You want to make sure that your stories are in a ready state. You review them for planning. You do the work. At the end of the week, you do a demo, a retrospect. Then it's time to start planning all over again. So it's quite obviously you can quickly stress out a team and burn out a team. Furthermore, if you're going at these fast-paced sprints, the next question I would ask is, are you able to release every week? If you're not releasing every week, is there real value in pushing a team to that level when it may still be four or five sprints before you're ever releasing anything? Now, three sprints and four sprints, they're great, give the team a lot of leadway, but it can start to feel a little waterfallish because the product owner gives their priorities and they go through those three to four weeks that really, again, is that protected time that they're not to introduce any emergencies or urgent fixes. For some environments and some industries, for example, in the hospital industry or the banking industry, four or five weeks can be a very long time. So the team needs to look at their industry, the team makeup, the team capacity, and what's the healthy and best time box for their releases. Keep in mind is to 
help keep that time during the sprint or iteration protected. But at the same time, give the product owner some leadway so when emergencies come up, they, that they would have a commitment of no more than two weeks before the new start and no more than two weeks before that item would be completed. So that is how time boxing works in Agile and some of the key points worth considering when determining what's the right time box for you. I want to share with you a great resource that elaborates much more on time boxing. Time boxing, your research, your iterations, your release, and even your meetings. How to really get good as a team at blocking out time, setting durations, and sticking to those. Again, this is also to help prevent meeting overload. A website that I highly suggest is called Telerik Blogs. That's T-E-L-E-R-I-K dot com slash blogs. And the topic is the importance of time boxing and iterations for agile planning. Well, I hope this tip is helpful. And thanks for joining us for our ongoing series of Agile Alphabet. Bye for now.